What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. Oh, what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And we are Bitches and Murders. I will give the caveat. Caveat? Caveat? Is that the word I wanted? I don't think that's the word word I wanted. I will give the warning. I don't fucking know what word I wanted there, but we're going to go with warning now. Um, <laughs> I worked 4 p.m. until 3 a.m. And it's currently 1130 in the morning. If I say some real out of pocket shit, I'm sorry. If I sound like I'm contemplating my death, it's because I am. And, uh... If I sound like I'm a real sleepy bitch, it's because I am. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I also got like three hours of sleep and then had to drive all the way to one town that's north to get a money order to pay my rent. And then all the way to the other side of the fucking state on the west. Not really. I'm being really dramatic. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. But it's, it felt like a really long time. Okay. <laughs> It was early. I left at like 8 a.m. <laughs> so I'm not a person either. So we're going to see how this goes. It, it'll it it'll be fine. Everything's fine. This will be fine. Does whipped cream taste like marshmallows? That sounds fucking amazing. I'm kind of pissed they didn't put whipped cream on mine. But honestly, I was already waiting for like a minute. So I wasn't about to be like, can you go put whipped cream on this? So I just let it happen, but I'm still sad about it. Okay. Do you want to know what we're talking about today? No. Yes. The monster of Florence. Fucking what now? That's his name. Don't wear it out. The monster of Florence? The monster of Florence. Which honestly... If this man did not drink people's blood, I'm going to be big mad about them calling him a monster. Yeah, honestly, I feel like it's not the best name for him, but I'll I'll see how I feel after I like talk it all out. But honestly, I'm I'm not super on board with the name. Italy, I'm judging you. Italy, right? Florence is in Italy. Florence yes, is I, definitely in Italy. Yes. I know my geography. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a uh, kind of a who done it. So we're not gonna start with a person. We're gonna start with. Not a person. We're gonna dead start people. with a concept. <laughs> We're gonna start with dead people. I always okay. like it when we start with dead people. So here we are. August twenty first, nineteen sixty eight, midnight. It's a Wednesday. Two people, they're a couple, a couple, a couple is spending time in um in a car, um. In a, in a wooded area doing hashtag just couple things <laughs> um, <laughs> um and a small town in the outskirts of Florence so like little you know like a little small town they're kind of like you know a little wooded mm-hmm. drive off area um so hook up point yeah I, I like couldn't think of the word what do people call it? Like Lover's Lane? Like yeah. shit like that. Yeah. That that kind of thing. Um, So it's Barbara. <gasps> Loki? Loki? I just got that. What? The lingerie store that's called Lover's, Lover's Lane. Lane. You 
You just you just got that? <laughs> I'm so pretty. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. It's, uh, that's fair. <laughs> okay, so Barbara, she's 31. She's with a younger man. Barbara. Antonio Lobianco. Bless you. Uh, She's 29. He's not that much of a younger man, but just just a little bit, just enough to make it exciting. Hold on. Hold on. We're not going to gloss over that. Why the fuck were you like, shoots with the younger man? You made it sound like she was with somebody who was 21. She was with somebody who was a year younger. younger. Two (laughs) Two years. She was 31. He was 29. Yeah. I hate Um, you. But that's not really the kicker. The kicker is they're both married, but not to each other. Drama. Um. So, let me guess. They both end up dead. Extra, dra- extra drama. Um. In the back seat of this car is the woman's six-year-old son, Natalino, who's sleeping. Sleeping. Um. Don't like that. You know, I'm I am not one to judge, um, but that um no that I'm that I'm gonna that I'm gonna judge. I'm judging you. Yeah, that that I'm that I'm gonna judge. And a six year old is definitely like if it would be one thing if it's like a sixth month old. Do you wanna like not mow right now? I think they're oh. vacuuming the carpet on the balcony. Oh they are. You wanna not though? <clears throat> Okay, well, fuck him. But, like, what I was saying is if <laughs> if he was, like, six months old, I feel like I would care less. Because, like, obviously that baby's not going to remember anything or know what anything is. Like, they're a fucking baby. You know what I mean? But, like, a six-year-old? A six-year-old? No. They're going to remember that. They're going to remember that. And then they're going to say some real out-of-pocket shit to your husband. So, uh... We don't really know if it's a person or, like, several people, but some form of chaos entity. Uh, (laughs) I said, like, it's a a cryptid or something. (laughs) Uh, But someone or someones uh, uh, supposedly came out of, like, the bushes, like, snuck up to their car, Mm -hmm. um, and then shot and killed both of them. Oh, good. So... Like, fast forward, that was, like, around midnight or so that they got there. So, at two in the morning, this little six-year-old boy rings the doorbell of, like, a house that's, like, about a mile away from, like, where his mom was shot. So, obviously, the owner is, like, what the fuck? There's just, like, this little boy. He's not even wearing shoes. Like, he's just outside my door. Like, what the fuck is happening? Um. So, he said, and I quote... Let me in. I'm tired and my father is homesick. Then you have to take me back home because my mommy and uncle uh, are both dead in the car. And apparently in Italy, like I looked this up, but like it's pretty common for like your parents' friends, like for you to call them aunt or uncle. Yeah. Even though they're just like family friends. Like I feel like we do that in America too. Yeah, we do that here. So like. Uncle Jeff. Yeah, exactly. So it's like his mom's friend, obviously not his like actual uncle because that'd be. A little weird. <laughs> That'd be a little too Alabama for this. Um, 
So he said, too, that after he told this man as well, that after the shooting, a man grabbed him, but not like in a bad way, but like put him on top of his shoulders Mm -hmm. like your dad would or something and carried him to this house that was a mile away. And then like kind of was like singing with him and like keeping the boy like not scared and like, kind of, you know what I mean? Like kind of comforting him, I guess. And he took him to like a safe place and like left him there so someone would find him. And then, because he was, like, too short to even reach the doorbells. So, like, he said that the man, like, also, like, rang the doorbells so, like, the people would come. And then, like, the man, like, ran off. Um, I have questions I want and none of them answered. Yeah. So, we'll get into that, too. Because, like, shit gets weird. I'm not going to lie. Shit gets real fucking weird. It's already weird. So, okay. So, they actually consider this, like, an open and shut case. Like, this case is solved heavy quotation marks that you cannot see because this is a podcast oh you could feel them um so the woman who like was killed was the wife of this guy named stefano Melli. um and he was a lot older than her and he was kind of considered like a little intellectually disabled so he was like three years older um, it is, I don't, I couldn't actually find his age, but I like, he was like much older than her. I think he was like actually like 10 or 20 years older than her. Okay. Well, you told me that she was older than her little boyfriend and that was like <laughs> by two years. So, uh, but yeah, he was like a little, a little slow, not the brightest ball. Um, she also was sleeping with several other men, including a set of three brothers. Dear God. Um, so... There's that. I'm not, <laughs> not going to judge anybody. But, uh, but they were like, so they, they were like the Vin- Vinci's? Yeah, Da Vinci. I yeah. vintage and I'd, I'd like to go back to bed now. <laughs> uh, they were like the Vinci's. So it was Giovanni, Salvatore, and Francesco Vinci. Those are the most Italian names I I've know, ever heard. They? They're actually like immigrants. They came over to like tuscany so they were working around there they get the The job job done done. (laughs) which is funny because they were manual laborers (laughs) they do get the job done and uh they were like petty criminals and all of them slept with her at some point and at some point like salvatore even like moved in with them it's you know it's just the family business so uh her husband was like convicted of this murder like they were like oh he caught her cheating i mean shot them both so they had. I'm gonna judge them a little bit because you know you have no evidence. But at the same time, well, like I get it. Whenever I hear some dumb shit, I'm like, the husband did it. There is a little bit of evidence. So like the main evidence that they used to like convict him for it were um, they did a uh, like gunshot residue test, mm-hmm. and that did test positive. Um, like right afterwards, obviously. Um, he confessed, then he retracted his confession and then he confessed again, but then he said that the brothers were involved and then in the end he confessed to just doing it by himself. Um, and then obviously the police were like, he has motive, like it would make sense. Yeah. And then also his alibi was just that he was homesick in bed and like no one was there with him. No one was taking care of him. Like no one talked to him. It's not a solid alibi. Look people <laughs> gotta Make do better sure than that <laughs> people witness your location and then uh his son too like also 
well i mean he was six so like he's not to blame for this but he kind of like went back and forth on his story like at one point he said his dad was there and then another point he was talking about like salvatore being there which would make sense because like he lived with them for a while so like their son would know who he is is. and then later he was saying he never saw his dad and then later he was saying he didn't know anybody there like so you know he was kind of all over the place okay but he's also just six and went through a really traumatic thing so that one i'll that all excuse right and then he originally obviously like i said said that like a man carried him to the house Mm -hmm. and then later on he tried to say he walked there alone and they were like bro you had no shoes and it was pitch black out and you showed up like just fine and not disheveled at all so like yeah you probably didn't walk there which like i said he's six like (laughs) i don't blame him for these things his little brain is trying to figure life out so even though like the brothers were kind of accused and like all like his son was changing stories and all that stuff was confusing her husband actually ended up being convicted and he got sent to jail for 14 years um so he actually got like that's like obviously not a lot of years that seems like a really light sentence for murdering your wife and her yeah he he was like slow and they were like oh right yeah yeah so they like were like okay like you you should be punished but like you honestly didn't super know what you were doing it seems like so they were kind of like uh, okay, so they kind of gave him a light sentence, but like mm-hmm. 14 years is still a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's still a hefty. Um, and then he also said that he had dropped the gun at the, the guy who was arrested. He said that he had dropped the gun at the crime scene, and then also at some point his son said that he dropped the gun at the crime scene, but they never found the gun, which they determined was a 22 caliber Beretta. Um, they never found it, though. But they were like, okay, this is like clearly like it's the husband he was jealous she was sleeping around he killed them cool done (laughs) cool done with it okay fast forward six years okay september (laughs) my brain just straight buffered i don't know if you saw that (laughs) i just watched that happen (laughs) but i just (laughs) like completely shut down i saw like the internet like drop out of your brain the like buffering symbol came up just like literally even like my hands were like stuck in midair like i just like was done (laughs) oh my guys morgan's going through a system reboot (laughs) not her computer just her just just me okay saturday night september 14th 1974 so oh man i hate names was it a winter's ball why does everybody have names? <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not what I meant. <laughs> you can't say that. I, I was more going for why does everybody have such complicated, <laughs> complicated names? Uh, why does everybody have names? <laughs> okay, but like for real though, they're the hardest thing to say here. And if people just didn't have names, my life would be a lot easier. I'm just saying. There are tears streaming down my face, guys. <laughs> I 
was <laughs> I wasn't ready. I don't think my brain buffered quite <laughs> enough. <laughs> I think we still had a little bit to go there. Uh, um, here we are. Okay. It's like when it says that you can start using the program, but it's still going to download the rest of it. And it like never works because it's still downloading the rest of it. Right, but that's like, what your brain just did. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Okay. I'm ready. 18-year-old Stefania Patini names. I'm proud of you. Uh, and 19-year-old Pascal Gentacor. Uh, they were also parked in the countryside, kind of a you know, little lovers lane area. Um, I'm not even gonna try and say these names. Uh, I uh, Borgo San Lorenzo. I just immediately tried to say it. Outside of Florence, little little town, again. Um, wait, what was what was Pascal's last name again? Gentilcore. Okay, cool. Uh, so I thought you said Manticore. <laughs> I I have just been picturing like a little manticore in my head (laughs) in case you wanted to know what was going on with me. Yeah, uh, you know, cryptid murders are not spoken enough in the media. (laughs) I thought it was so important to include that. (laughs) We got to include that narrative. It's not talked about enough. Representation for everyone, including cryptids. Oh, fuck me. Okay, so, (laughs) ah, okay, so, same thing as before, Mm -hmm. couple, lover's lane, these, obviously, they were younger, but, uh, little town outside of Florence, Mm -hmm. they, like, would come there a lot and do shit, they'd been together for, like, a year, (laughs) do shit, no, I don't, like, know how to say it super respectfully, (laughs) uh, but, um, yeah, you know, have fun, uh, so I had like the technical term for sex in my head and then it immediately left. Sexual intercourse? No, the weird one that starts with a C. Coitus? Thank you. <laughs> it was there and then like as soon as I went to start that sentence, it was just like woof, gone. Gone. It's like what where'd you go? <laughs> uh so one night obviously September fourteenth, I believe is what I said. Yep, September fourteenth. Um so their dead bodies were found inside of their car um so he was like driver's seat leaning on the car door like the driver's car door Mm -hmm. and then she was actually outside the vehicle like laying behind it in the grass so she was undressed um and she had been stabbed like not deep so like not like with a big knife but she'd been stabbed like like just a little bit okay and like all over like she was stabbed over 90 times dear god but all like more like surface level wounds and then she also had been feels very crime of passiony um did i just say passiony close enough you knew what i meant i knew what you meant like it felt like a crime of passion type esque esque (laughs) yeah words are hard it did. I also have to say the sentence because I don't want to look at it or have it in my brain anymore. Okay. She also was um violated. That's a that's a there good word. There we go. With a uh, tree branch. No. From nearby. No. Now that that's out of my brain, I am moving no. on. No. 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 
No. No. No. So uh, if you know anything about serial killers or if you've watched like two episodes of Criminal Minds ever, you know usually if a killer uses some form of instrument to violate someone. They're compensating. They're usually, yeah, they're usually impotent um, because he can't physically do that himself. So he has to find a substitute. I just... Um, and so, yeah, like no money was stolen. Like their wallets were still there. Their purse was still there. She was wearing jewelry. Like, you know, like. Tree branches splinter. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted it out of my brain. My brain didn't want to think about that anymore. It's and in it's my still, brain. Still no, thinking like, about it. And I just want to not think about it. I just, no. no. So, uh, this murder was never solved. Um, and they all, honestly, everyone was kind of like, that won't happen again. That was crazy. That's probably a one-time thing, right? Why would anyone Wrong. think like that? Um, so yeah, that was the first double killing committed by the monster of Florence. Weirdly enough, wasn't a one-off event. It's almost like when you get away with stabbing someone 90 times and then also killing their boyfriend and you get away with it. And then you, weirdly enough, you want to do it again. Yeah. Who would have guessed? So, June 6, 1981, also a Saturday night. Um, another couple, uh, Carmela De Nuccio, she was 21, and then Giovanni. You can do it. I'm not sure I can. I believe in you. F- Faggy? It's F A G G I. I was like that's why I was like I feel like I'm gonna say this very offensively (laughs) like and I don't mean it like that I'm just I honestly don't know much about French or Italian or any of those pronunciations from that area I'm not gonna lie they're very complicated for saying French because it's like dude that that is a very Italian name oh no it's (laughs) definitely Italian but like I feel like French and Italian are pretty so like all of those romance languages are quite difficult like I don't know how to pronounce fucking any of that shit not gonna lie uh so they were doing their thing parked on a dirt road in like a little area outside of florence uh who's surprised if i had to burp it was gross if i've learned anything from this episode thus far it's uh don't have sex in a car have sex at home where it's safe where you can't get murdered uh so they also would like go to the spot regularly like that was kind of a thing. Um, so same thing. Yeah. They were found the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them had been shot and stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was found like half closed. So like obviously the killer probably just like interrupted them. Mm-hmm. And he was in, still in the driver's seat. And then she also like Stefania was found like 20 feet away from the car. And she was not like fully unclothed, but like. Her pants had like been pulled down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-mm. 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 But here's the kicker. Um, her pubic area mm-hmm. was gone. Uh, yeah, he just he took the whole thing. What? 
what do you mean? Just like imagine if like, you just cut out a square of a drawing of the human body, but then like a real person. Uh, it wasn't like a dissection. It was like literally like just cut it out and take it with me. Uh, he knows that pocket pussies exist. I right? was I was gonna I was gonna make a joke. It's like like a flashlight, but like a real part. Like that's what to think of. But then I was like, no, that's bad. <laughs> like I don't even mean it as a joke, but that's just genuinely like kind of what what he right. did. Those exist. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, to be fair, they didn't exist in nineteen like. 74 was this you said 81 oh, they definitely existed in 81 i'm gonna google it <laughs> when was the pocket pussy invented <laughs> that's a wild google search 1990 so no he could not have bought one it. in 1981 so not, not an excuse for what he did but <laughs> but he couldn't have purchased one but he could have bought two kitchen sponges and a rubber glove so no excuse. Plot twist: He's the one that invented it. <laughs> if you tell me that it was invented by a man in Italy, I will die on this conspiracy theory hill. Honestly, I literally didn't even look to see. Who, oh, now it's just in my Google search history. That's cool. Who? It's just gonna live in there. I will die on this conspiracy theory hill. Oh god, where is it? Who invented? Why are oh, so many people? Oh, 1995, using a think tank that contained his own sons and a primary investment of 50,000, Steve Shubin set out to create what we now know as the fleshlight. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very Italian name. No. Did he live in Italy? I don't know where he's from. Anyways. Anyways. Moving on. The contents of her purse had been like thrown around like the car. But it was weird because like he opened her purse, threw the shit around. It Part of it was like on the driver's seat, like on that guy. And, like, in the car. But then, like, her actual purse was found, like, closed. And, like, outside of the car. So, he, mm -hmm. like, opened it, threw the shit around, and then politely closed it and set it down on the ground. And then he didn't even take the money from the other dude's wallet. So, like, why? I don't understand. Uh, so, right away, they're like, uh, yeah, this seems real fucking familiar. Uh, we definitely remember this happening in 1974. Um, and then they did a ballistic check and that the same gun, which was a 22 Beretta, had been used with the same Winchester bullets that had uh, the letter H embossed on them. And so, like, they're like, okay, well, this was definitely very likely the same guy. Like, he used the same fucking gun and had the same mo um and also they were like he's a big bitch <laughs> but 
but like in a in not like a negative way but like she literally like she wasn't even dragged out of the car he straight was strong enough to pick her up like lift her up and carry her out of the car while physically restraining her and like without her feet touching the ground which is like not easy and and, like you know she's I'm sure she was like kicking and struggling like no one's just gonna be well I mean I don't want to say no one but like most people aren't gonna just like dead weight and be like yep okay carry me to do whatever you want like they're gonna fight back so like for you to be able to hold them up in the air and physically restrain them while carrying them like the length of our apartment like that's not easy Mm -hmm. so they were like fuck (laughs) did you perchance Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a palate cleanser here mm-hmm. because I have led myself down a fucking rabbit hole. Oh no! Did you did you read about Steve Shubin? Only a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Did you read the part about how he was a SWAT team member? No. And how we opened up an ayahuasca like meditation area no no, i did not read did you see a picture of this man no i didn't actually (laughs) oh my god he looks like ron perlman kind of uncomfortable (laughs) he looks like a guy who would invent the fleshlight i'm not gonna lie okay but i'm still fixing it on the fact that now he just like i can also see him doing ayahuasca i'm not gonna lie (laughs) he opened up like an ayahuasca like what oh god what are those fucking called retreat yeah <laughs> like how do you go from SWAT team to inventing the like fleshlight to ayahuasca like i just have so many questions <laughs> this has been a palate cleanser with sierra <laughs> so uh the police were actually kind of smart about this this time around um well, yeah because it wasn't the lapd and they were like okay like we need to find someone who's seen something and they're like you know who would see something creepy men who like to watch couples like peeping toms like creepy men who want to watch these couples that like hide in the bushes and shit mm-hmm. and they're like there's got to be a pervert out there that knows something <laughs> about this <laughs> Not going to lie. Like, literally. So they started going out specifically looking for peeping Toms. And they ended up actually finding someone named Enzo Spalletti. And he actually did see something. He was, like, creeping that night. And he was the one who saw, like, their dead bodies first. Um, So obviously he was, like, taken into custody. But then he, like... They, like, had a hard time because he obviously didn't want to be, like, yeah, I was out there being creepy, mm-hmm. like, to the police. So he, like, was being really dodgy about, like, obviously why he was out there and kind of being, like, no, I wasn't there. Even though they're, like, everyone saw your car there. Like I wasn't being weird. And so at first they were, like, is he the killer? Because, like, he seems to know about stuff that, like, hadn't been reported. But they were, like no he probably was just being a creeper you know what i mean like he didn't really seem like the type to do that you know what i mean like they were just kind of like i don't think this is the guy but like we know that he saw something at least yeah so 
fast forward to October 22nd of 1981, so same year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a Thursday instead of a Saturday. We're uh-huh. mixing it up. We're getting adventurous. We're getting wild. Um, so Susanna Camby, who was 24, and Stefano Baldi, who was 26, um, they parked their car about like 10 p.m. Same thing, country road, middle of nowhere, outside Florence. You think we would have stopped doing this by now. Right. But here we are. <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> Um, but these, these were a little different because they weren't regularly doing this and they weren't regularly doing it in this area either. Mm -hmm. Like it was just kind of like a one-time thing, uh, but definitely wrong place, wrong time. Uh, because, uh, the, their bodies were found the next day. Um, so this time the guy was found outside of the car, mostly naked. He was wearing just like his shirt and his underwear. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she had been carried away and um, mutilated. That's where we're going to stop. Uh, (laughs) I think you can imagine. Um, And then also they both had been shot with the 22 caliber Beretta. So they were like, okay, well, clearly this is like part of his signature. Like he uses the same gun every single time. Like, and even though he does all these other things to them, like, besides just shoot them, mm-hmm. like, that's important to him. Um, So it was the same thing. Like, her bag had also been emptied out and, like, thrown all around the car. But once again, he didn't take the purse. He didn't take money. And no one really seemed to, like, be missing anything. Like, it's always possible he took some kind of, like, small trophy. But, like, it wasn't anything, like, obvious. Where it's like, oh, they're wearing an expensive ring. Now they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, they just had a pelvis and now they don't. Basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but I honestly wouldn't put it past him to be taking, like, small things. Like, maybe he might even be taking, like, like a lipstick mm-hmm. or, a me- like, like something of them, but, like, something that people, like... Wouldn't notice. Right. Like, if you took, like, a lipstick out of my purse... Like, I probably wouldn't, even I probably wouldn't even notice it was gone for quite a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, something like that, I'm sure. Because, like, it, otherwise it doesn't make sense to me, like, why he would even be going through their bags. If he's not taking the money, he's not taking anything from them, like, why would he be digging through them and tossing everything? Like, he must be looking for something. Like, a real random thing that nobody's going to notice, is what I'm saying. Yeah, or maybe it's, like, even something specific that, like, he wants. Like I said, like, a lipstick or something. You know what I mean? Like... Because yeah. he's, like, really, like, tossing everything around. But I don't know. I am not proud of all of the song references that have popped up in my brain. I just want you to know this. Because you said country roads, and my brain was just like, Take me home. Yeah. Uh, and then you keep saying Beretta. And every time I just, like, this R. Kelly just bubbles up in the back of my head. It's just like, I pulled on my Beretta. <laughs> I need to go home. We do not stand R. Kelly in this house. We do house. not. Okay. So they were like, there's a couple of weird things about this one. Uh, so first of all, it obviously happened on a Thursday and not a Saturday. Mixing um, it up. You know, I was like, <laughs> and they literally like had the theory. They were like, well, he probably just like works during the week. So he doesn't have the weekend so he can like sleep in the next day. 
Yeah, murder is, it's exhausting. You gotta take a nap. Um, But also, it makes sense, though, because that Thursday, like, not that Thursday, but the, like, the Friday after the Thursday of the murder. Was it a holiday? It was a national labor strike in Italy, and no one was going to work. Oh. So they were like, oh, yeah. well, he could still be, that like, a working out. man. A, um, work, a, a working, working man. man. <laughs> um, also, all the other ones were, like, in the summer, and this one was in the, like, fall time. And so... Well, you know, that's how seasons work. <laughs> but they thought that the killer was doing our man Enzo a big old favor and they were like, he's going to kill someone while that guy's in jail. He's still in custody. Like, they're still like, hey... We think you might be the murderer, but him committing the murder while that guy's in jail says like, hey, fuck you guys. You got the wrong guy. Right. So they think that also like his pride was hurt and he wanted to be like, no, like, yeah, I'm still out here. Like, fuck you. You didn't find me. Mm-hmm. And also uh, the yeah, other crimes. Because serial killers are. Yeah, they want recognition. And the other ones had been committed like when it was like super fucking dark like the moon was covered lots of cloud cover like it was like pitch black out fuck the moon fuck the moon the moon's a little bitch that's what he said fuck the moon but this one they there was like a lot of moonlight like it was a pretty bright night Mm -hmm. but they like i said they think he was like stressed that like they arrested this guy because also the police like wanted to look like they were doing something so they were kind of really pushing that like oh we might have got the the guy like we might have got him yeah and so they were like yeah he probably was like no i'm not gonna wait like i need to prove it's me (laughs) um but it also gave them a clue their first ever clue besides the fact that i guess all of them were using the same gun but they don't have the gun so it doesn't really make it a good clue you know what i mean yeah so yeah steve did he give you a blues clue they did thank you very much and it was a shoe print size 44 which is a european size and i don't know what that is in america literally it's literally a footprint (laughs) oh i'm not okay anymore but also let me see what size 44 is in i think it's the equivalent of like a 12 which would make sense because they said that if I'm right, I'm gonna I'm going to bed because it's, uh, my brain's doing some weird. What did shit. I? S- I already fucking forty four. It's an eleven, so you're really close. Yeah. Uh, but they that also kind of cemented they're like okay, like we thought it was a big guy, like he has a pretty big feet, like that would also make sense. And also when this happened, they released the other guy, Enzo. They're like okay, we get it. You really didn't do it though, <laughs> so they like let it go um so fast forward to the next year june again we're back in summer june 19th i don't appreciate that this keeps happening in june (laughs) saturday night saturday night's all right okay anyway (laughs) uh antonella migalarini bless you 19 (laughs) and paolo minardi 22 (laughs) Um, they did the same shit. We're still doing this shit for some goddamn reason. They're off parking in some bushes. Don't make a lizard McGuire reference. Don't make a lizard McGuire reference. Always make a lizard McGuire reference. <laughs> that dude's name was Paolo. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it. 
Okay, they're gonna go fuck in a car, right? <laughs> Damn it, Paolo. And you can see the car is visible from from the street and like some people they were friends with like drove by and were literally like, Yeah, we could like see them in the car. Like we could clearly see it was them. Um Isabella. But they picked they picked this public place to have sex instead of just like their home. Uh because like she was nervous exhibitionism is that a word uh, yeah exhibitionism exhibitionist that's a kink that's, yeah. that was my point but like she was <sighs> like scared of the monster of florence that's why she wanted to be in a busier area where like they were less likely to get murdered have but we, that didn't help have we considered maybe just like home not having sex in our car literally anywhere else since that's clearly not working out well for other people <laughs> And it clearly didn't work out well for them because I said <laughs> their names, and we all know if I say people's names, it's a, they it's did. Not a bad. It's not. A, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. That's what I was trying to say. It is a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. You know, Paulo tried to ruin Isabella's career. He deserved this. <laughs> so, uh, not this really. one was a little special because it was the first time that one of the victims was like a pop star. Almost I'm, got away. I'm done. I promise. <laughs> That was my last one. So Paolo. <laughs> uh, Maybe not. He, uh, he actually, like, almost got away. Like, he managed to, like, turn on the ignition and, like, start the car. But it was, like, parked with, like, the back of the car was to the street. And so, oh, so he was he trying like... to back out in reverse. And, wh- like, while he's actively being shot at. Like, <laughs> that's a lot for, that, like, yeah, a that's fucking... A, that's a lot literally a 22 year old like that's a lot well you know if he hadn't made sergey so mad okay that was my last one i'm done (laughs) i know i said my last one was my last one but i promise that's my last one uh so he got he got shot yeah he did yeah he didn't he didn't make it um and then he did get the car like across the street but then it got stuck in a ditch and then it was just like yeah not great and (laughs) then the killer mm-hmm. uh shot out the headlights of the car so no one would see the car and come to like help yeah that's smart i'll um, give him that so they were both shot to death but neither of them were stabbed and this time he didn't do any like disfiguring but they're probably like he just didn't have enough time and like obviously he didn't expect the guy to like try to drive the car away or crash the car into a ditch which i'm sure made a lot of noise right and stuff so and like right after that a car did stop because they were just like on the fucking side of the road like a car stopped and saw them in the ditch and he thought that they had an accident mm-hmm. and then obviously was like no never mind there's bullets in this man's body and also this was the only time that a victim was found alive because paulo was not dead yet when they found him but he did die like yeah r- like right after that in the hospital um so they like decided to try to like lure him out so they told the newspapers that paolo was able to like tell them information before he died but like that wasn't true like he just fucking died and never said anything um but yeah like publicly they were like oh he told us shit like we have clues about who the killer is like we fucking know so here's here's my thing and maybe this only happens in movies but, like, you know that the killer goes after couples who are doing the deed in their car. 
So why wouldn't you just like have some undercover cops look like they're doing the deed in the car and have them surrounded? And then when they try to kill them, they'd be like, surprise, motherfucker. Some fries, motherfucker. <laughs> All rise, motherfucker. Sorry. Seriously, though. <laughs> not like, help myself. It, does that not seem like a legitimate plan? No, I'm with you on that. Okay. I'm like, maybe I have just been watching too many, like, born identities. No, he doesn't do shit. Like, I don't know. I've... <laughs> Oh, are you ready to get Zodiac E? Oh no, uh, we're getting real son of Sam he's gonna Zodiac. S- he's gonna send some letters to some people. So uh, after after that, I hate it. An envelope arrives <laughs> at the station in Florence. They all have really complicated names. I'm never gonna try. It's one of the small cities, you know. Yeah. Um. So inside of this envelope was a newspaper clipping with an article from the summer of '68. About the two people who had been shot in a car. Uh, the one that Stefano was arrested for way back at the beginning. Oh, that yeah. one that we're yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, the little yeah. boy. Yeah. yeah. And then someone wrote on top of it. This <laughs> this is like some criminal minds shit. Someone wrote on top of it. Why don't you take another look at this case? And dun, so that's what they did. <laughs> um. So the bullets from that were still in evidence. Like they didn't get rid of them, obviously. Um, so they could prove that the same gun in 68 was the one was that it committed from a all the murders. It was from a Beretta. <laughs> I Okay, here's why that stuck in my head. Let me just tell you a fun little story. Uh, Alexis. Mm-hmm. Joust Alexis. Yeah. I'm not going to say her full name here on, right. on air. Fuck me. Um, I don't remember how she discovered that song, but she did. And it was stuck in her head. Sounds about right. So we went to go do the bandage change on Clegane and she's just walking around and out of nowhere she just goes and then I pulled out my Beretta and I was like Alexis are you okay? She got up in there? No. (laughs) So that it just became a running joke between her, myself and the other two people involved. And like we would just look at each other and be like and so like that is why every time you say that like this little alexis voice bubbles up in the back of my head and just like i pulled out the beretta. beretta so what they pulled out their beretta <laughs> <laughs> um and found out that not only were the bullets from that case the same kind of bullets they were literally from the same box <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, uh, if Stefano's been in prison this whole fucking time, where, where, who are we doing it? Where, where, who, who, who? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> if we've learned anything from this episode, it's don't make Sierra record after she's worked. Neither of us should record. <laughs> we haven't slept like this. Uh, so they went back and then they really focused on like the brothers. And they were like, maybe there's more about these brothers that we like didn't look into. Like what if they like set Stefano up? Like he is kind of mm-hmm. intellectually disabled. Like he'd probably be pretty easy to set up. Well, it's also, and also the easy way to set he, up like, in general. Like you confessed. have a cheating wife. 
Yeah, and then he like would confess and then not confess and then confess like yeah. kind of like he was being coached and he was like confused and right. didn't really know what was going on. Um, so also that meant that like one of those guys could also have the gun because the gun was never found. Mm-hmm. So like they could have had the gun this whole time. So the first time they were like, okay, I think like this might actually be like going somewhere. Um, so they started looking into the brothers, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then right after the most recent killings his car the older brother or no the younger brother sorry francesco i don't know why my brain almost shut down there um his car was found like south of tuscany hidden in the woods Mm -hmm. like they tried to like dispose of it so they were like thinking maybe because like remember that lady in the news was like yeah, like, Paolo gave us, like, a bunch of information before he died. So they were kind of like, oh, does mm-hmm. he think that his car was identified? And so mm-hmm. he's trying to ditch it now. Um, so obviously they arrested him and were like, you probably killed them. Um, so September 9th, 1983, it's a Friday. Um, and two German tourists were outside of Florence, who's fucking surprised at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, all these names are really hard. Fuck, I hate names. You can do it. How the fuck do I pronounce U W E? You, 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 Rush? Sure, Rush. I can say. Uh, twenty-four, and Horst Meyer, which is definitely a German name. <laughs> uh, also twenty-four. They were like tourists. They they had a VW camper van, which I fuck with heavily mm-hmm. and uh they're just listening to music chilling reading having a good time mm-hmm. and um so they're both men but like one of them had like kind of long curly blonde hair like he's he's not really even that feminine looking in the face but like his hair like if you saw him like through a window and he wasn't like facing you like you might think that he's a woman like based on his hair mm-hmm. Um, so someone from outside of the van, like, shot into the van, um, but he couldn't, like, see very well, because he's, like, trying to shoot into a fucking camper van instead of just, like, a regular vehicle, Mm -hmm. um, so he, like, shot into one window and couldn't see and came to the other window and was, like, shooting through that, and then he, like, finally enters the vehicle, and then he realizes that they're both men, and he's, like, well, fuck, like, I thought there was a girl, that I could be a fucking creep to. Uh, so he's dumb. Um, but also this was like not good. Like it's not good that people got shot, but it was good because they could tell what his height was because Mm. from where he shot into the camper windows, like they could tell that he was like five foot 10. So, so he was like five foot seven. And also they think like, that was the same way so like they took in francesco and then like right after that mm-hmm. this happened so it's him again being like i'm still here like <laughs> you still didn't get me so they thought but they like police were like convinced they're like it has to do with these brothers it's the brothers somehow the brothers are involved mm-hmm. so like they take in they released the one guy that was arrested when the murders happened and they were like, okay, clearly you didn't do it. And then they arrested his, his brother. 
and like everyone else's like everyone they know basically like their brother-in-laws and stuff like that um so they were obviously going back and like okay these are probably the murders whatever mm-hmm. um especially for like barbara they're like okay that would also make sense like why they would kill her she was sleeping with all of them right like it, it, it's not surprising at all why like she would be involved so they're just kind of questioning, doing their thing, whatever. Summer again, mm-hmm. July 29th of 1984, Sunday, it's not a Saturday. Um, Pia wrote, I almost called her Rotini, Rontini, who was 18, and Claudio Stefanisi, who was 21, were once again. <laughs> Parked in their car in a wooded area outside of Florence because some fucking how we have not decided to stop doing this. Okay. (laughs) Maybe this is just because I am very tired. But I don't have sympathy for y'all anymore. I'm kind of like, like at, at this people point, are getting you think you murdered for fucking in their car. So stop fucking in your car. Just rent a hotel room. Right. Go to your house. Literally do anything but park in your car. Right. Like, I don't feel bad for you anymore. So at 9.45 p.m., who's fucking surprised, they were both shot and stabbed to death. Wow. So her body was dragged to a nearby area, like Mm -hmm. normal. And he did his normal. Yep. Creepy. Weird shit. uh, Taking. Uh, and then he also took um, other parts that I think you can imagine what they would be. The other sexual organs that aren't her whole crotch. <laughs> uh, so uh, what he is escalating now, clearly. Uh, but at this time, he he's, like, also getting sloppier. Wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> We're not going to gloss over that like you didn't just say what you just said. Really? <laughs> I don't know why I just turned into Kevin Hart for a second, but here we are. Um, The fuck do you mean? He cut off and took her left breast with him. He j- he just kind of okay. Took see, it. this is why I needed the clarification because I thought you meant that he took the man's penis. Oh no no, it was all on her. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Like nope. his doesn't work, so he's gonna take this man's. Nope nope, it was all on her. It was her. Yeah, just her left one. Just just the left for some reason. I don't. I don't know why. I don't I don't have honestly a good explanation for that. Uh maybe time. Uh maybe he did was, like was that the one left more? one bigger maybe? Or I had a cute freckle or something. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you would do that at all. Clarification, <laughs> but I definitely don't know why you would um be that specific. I think my brain has left the chat. Yeah, so uh moving past (laughs) Uh, but he also was getting like so obviously he's escalating but he's also getting like sloppier so this time he left a handprint on top of their car Mm -hmm. um, and they think he was like 
holding the gun in his right hand and then like bracing himself with his left. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, okay, also he's probably right-handed if he's bracing himself with his left hand mm-hmm. and he's shooting them like or stabbing them. You know what I mean? Um, and he also left knee marks on the side of the car. And and this pretty much confirmed like, okay, yeah, he actually is like 5'10". Yeah. Like 5'10", 5'11"-ish. Um, and so once again, like they had the brothers arrested and they had to let them go because... The murder happened again while one of the other brothers was arrested. So, fast forward again. Uh, Sunday night, September 8th of 1985. <sighs> Stop it, people. Stop it. <laughs> In a small town outside of Florence. People were getting nasty in a car. Uh, this time a tent. Actually, oh. Nadine Moriat, 36, and Jean-Michael Kravichvili, yeah, uh, 25, had, they, like, put up a tent near their car, like, off the woods, like, in a little clearing. Um, they were, like, French tourists. Um, so, uh, and also, like, they think that the reason, like, the last couple of murders were also, like, tourists is that at this point, no one in Florence is fucking dumb enough to, right. like, go out there. None of the natives are f- dumb but, enough. But, like, the tourists don't know. Yeah. So, like, they're the only ones who are, like, brave enough to do it. But these were, like, the wrong people to fuck with, kind of. Because, like, Jean-Michael was, like, like, a, like an athlete. Like, he was a sprinter. Like, and he did that, like. Like, he was, like, well-trained. Oh, no. And so when the dude opened their tent to, like, attack them, he, like, yeeted out (laughs) that fucking tent and ran super far. Um, And he did get hit in his um, arm by a bullet as he was, like, running. But um, he ran the wrong way. So uh, if, if he went, like, that way... He would have, like, ran right to the street and probably caught a car and been fine. But mm-hmm. instead, he ran that away, deeper into the woods, okay. where the killer caught up with him pretty pretty fast and God stabbed him to damn death. It. And then uh, he went back and did his uh, woman woman thing. Yep. We're, Wom- we're, we're done yep. with that. Woman thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. So uh, the next day, the prosecutor lady who, like, had done that whole, like, fake information thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Sylvia Monica. Um, I don't know why I didn't say her name earlier. Uh, so she gets an envelope. Oh, no. After Like, the day after this murder. So it's, like, cut out, like, a f- like a fucking stereotypical, like, ransom note where the letters are literally, like, cut out of magazines and shit. And, like, there also was, like, a spelling mistake. And he, like, spelled the word Republica wrong letter envelope mm-hmm. ransom note style spelling mistake um so they were also like well maybe this is a sign that he's not like the most intelligent person because like he spelled this word wrong so like maybe he's not the most educated mm-hmm. um so inside of so that was on the outside of the envelope sorry i didn't specify that that was not like a letter yeah. That was, like, the outside of the envelope was like that. And was, like, addressed to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, spelled wrong. Anyways. So, the inside of the envelope, uh, you want to guess what was in the envelope? No. 
have you seen seven uh <laughs> it, it was a uh a, a, a chunk of uh the last girl to be murdered her uh her breast hmm so uh yup <laughs> so there so there's that uh so they were like at the time they were like okay like he's clearly just taunting us now mm-hmm. you know what i mean like this is gonna get worse but we'll see if that's the case so obviously like we've talked about like the fact that the same pistol was used and it could have been the brothers but it doesn't seem to be the brothers so the really like what they were trying to look at is like why why is this happening at all yeah like why is he killing lovers why like the first one makes sense Mm -hmm. if it was like one of those people involved but then like why continue Mm -hmm. and like why keep doing that um and honestly like they're kind of like well sometimes the easiest solution is the right solution and maybe the right solution is none of these people we've been talking to are involved like her husband wasn't involved the brothers weren't involved you know what i mean and we just have a confused six-year-old boy who doesn't know what's going on yeah you know what i mean and so like it makes sense like obviously they're like clearly they're committed by the same person like all of the signatures line up Mm -hmm. like but um i don't know people are also like they're like well maybe the 1968 one wasn't involved because like he didn't mutilate her or anything like he just shot them Mm -hmm. but like i don't i don't believe that and people are sort of like well that one had a witness like the little boy but the other ones didn't have a witness yeah and it's like well maybe he just got better at it after that right and it's not uncommon for co killers to start out with something really simple like shooting someone Mm -hmm. where they know that they can overpower them and then escalate you know what i mean like even in his mutilation we saw him escalate right so in my opinion i think that it was part well and even even the thing with the kid like serial killers though they are completely fucked have limitations within themselves and so like maybe his thing is couples because of who fucking knows well and he's impotent likely most likely impotent so like maybe he's never had a relationship or he's had a lot of women spurn him and so like those romantic attachments like make him very bitter like attacking romance but and specifically like sexual intercourse too like he like he doesn't want the couple and honestly with the kids sleeping in the backseat he might not have even seen the kid in the backseat like it is the middle of the night pitch dark and nobody is gonna they're in a lover's that you lane your yeah. child with you yeah also yeah <laughs> like no one's gonna fucking see that shit coming um so they had a uh, friend francesco de fazio who is a criminologist and he like headed the department of forensic science at a the university called modena mm-hmm. so he came up with like a profile so he said it was a solitary killer who doesn't work with other people, which makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, likely a bachelor, probably has no significant relationships with women or yeah. perhaps with anybody. Um, obviously likely impotent mm-hmm. due to like not committing sexual acts and the olive branch. Um, they guess that he's probably about 40 years old. This was like in 1985. So yeah. he was 40 in 1985. Um, obviously probably right-handed. Mm-hmm. Um even though he uses the gun to like subdue them, 
he's more comfortable with the knife like that's what he uses to finish them off that's like what he gets the pleasure out of like the gun is more just so they'll stop running or like they can't like get away well we've talked about this before with other cases that the knife is another instrument to replace the fact that he can it's a way to penetrate yeah the body literally um obviously he's a lust murderer like that's just obvious (laughs) um and he probably doesn't have a stable job Mm -mm. which is also really common um, also, they asked for help from the FBI in the United States, and they were like, you guys literally created profiling, like, you want to take a crack at it? And they said very similar things. They said, like, he's male, probably about 45, probably co- is local to the Florence area. He's probably a manual laborer. He's probably not, like, not dumb, but not, like, super smart. Like, he's just kind of... Like a normal dude. Yeah. Um, probably a bachelor. He either lives alone or lives with like an elderly person, like a grandmother or a mother or something. Um, he probably lives nearest to the place of the first killing, which mm-hmm. just makes sense. Right. Um, he obviously has no relations with women, probably sexual dysfunction. Yeah. And then he also, they said he also might use like alcohol or drugs to like be able to go out and kill people. Like, is it like a confidence booster? Yeah. So I can still die on my conspiracy theory hill. It's fair. Because uh our our man's I already forgot his name that invented the flashlight was on the SWAT team. <laughs> which oh, means uh, he what is it? Steven Schubin or yeah, something like that? Yeah. He was a SWAT team member. I can die on my conspiracy theory hill. <laughs> he had something to do with this case. And he was like, wait a minute. Um, so I have, uh, some police sketches. Oh, are they gorgeous? Y- yup. <laughs> Just, uh, spin this around here for a moment. Look at these lovely array of men. Why who honestly look like Dennis Rader? He really he looks does. like Ted Bunny in the bottom one. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, none of these honestly even really look like the same person. Were they um, just doodling other serial killers? They're like, yeah. Here's what some American serial killers look like. Maybe he looks like one of these guys. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> who fucking knows? So the first one was after the 1981 crime. Mm-hmm. Um, he was seen like driving in like the area. That one looks like BTK. <laughs> and then the second one was from 1984. Mm-hmm. And people, like the couple had been in a bar earlier. Mm-hmm. And there was like a weird guy like sitting there that was just like staring at them the whole time. Like at the girl. Like and the whole time. That one looks like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> and then the last one was in 1985. Mm-hmm. And then they just said that that was like an anonymous tip to the police. And like, that one looks like Bundy. Tell me I'm wrong. He kind of does, honestly. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. He is like a more hooked nose though yeah oh yeah i'm not saying like exact replicas i'm just saying like that first drawing has very like dennis raider-esque features like the second one has very john wayne gacy-esque features the third one has like ted bundy-esque features like it literally just looks like a police artist was like here's what some serial killers in america look like maybe he looks like one of these guys vaguely like this (laughs) uh I'm not going to lie, like, the cops gave a lot of excuses on why this, like, guy got away. Like, I literally have... Because y'all fixated on the freaking brothers for so goddamn long. 
Do you have an itemized 14 list? 14 of- bullet points of different excuses they gave on why they didn't catch him. Do you have an itemized list of 40 years of disagreements? I have an itemized list of 14 Sweet Jesus. <laughs> disagreements. Uh, and all of these are honestly kind of cop outs like he works alone so there's not many people who know he doesn't have relationships to them he picks them at random he does it quickly he takes a long time in between crimes like he strikes in a big area he strikes in dark spots that are hard to monitor so did israel keys but they got him eventually he always acts at night, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> they w- had no experience dealing with a serial killer and they didn't know how. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Dude, if we can catch Israel Keys, who literally was just planting murder kits throughout the entire country, like, I think should we could have defined Mr. Mans who's killing couples in lovers' lanes. So they did arrest one man well i guess technically this is like the second man because they arrested stefano all that time ago mm-hmm. but this was in like 1985 so like after um they received an anonymous letter that said that they should look into this guy named pietro pacchiani bless you um who said like and the note said that he was like dangerous and violent he was like abusing his daughters and his wife and so they actually like investigated he was found guilty for physically abusing his wife and raping his daughters and so he was in prison from 1987 and 1991 for that mm-hmm. and then <coughs> bless oh. you oh i don't know what that was it was a cough i got like a tickle in my throat all of a sudden <coughs> oh that was weird i hated that do you want some water i might just okay struggling so they got like a list i don't know this whole thing was like kind of confusing to me like mm-hmm. when i was reading about it so they got a list of names from prisons of men who were involved in like sexually related crimes so like rapists and stuff yeah oh wait okay i guess this makes sense for some reason my brain was like not connecting this so they went to the prisons and they were like hey who's been here for rape and when did they get out and then they picked the people who had, like, been in trouble for sexually harassing people and then took away the ones who were in prison when these crimes were happening. I mean... Essentially. I it, get the train of thought, but at the same time, most people aren't going to change their MO. Like, if you're a rapist, you're a rapist. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. And Like, you're but, not going to suddenly become a serial killer. And, of course, this dude's name was on the list, like, the Pietro guy. Yeah. Um. So, like, with that, in the letter, they were like maybe and then when they looked into him they were like oh when he was 26 he stabbed a dude to death and that was back in 1951 he like saw his girlfriend like going off with this guy and he Mm. followed them and when they started hooking up he jumped out and stabbed the guy to death and then and then here's the kicker we we love pietro here he uh forced his girlfriend to have sex with him Next to the dead body. And then stole the dude's wallet. That is a level of petty. And he did serve 13 years in prison for that, which also seems like not enough that time. That seems like not enough. That feels not enough. That's not. That ain't it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he sucks. 
Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He sucks in a lot of ways. Um, he, uh, he, di- he worked as a manual laborer. He worked okay. on a farm. He was uneducated. And he was very, like, violent, like, prone to flying into, like, rages. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughters said that not only did he, like, rape and uh, physically abuse them and their mom, he also fed them dog food because he didn't want to pay for them to, like, eat. Like, he would eat regular food Jeez. and then he would make them eat dog food. And so, like, obviously he, like, was, like, shitty with money. He was shitty to them. He was, like, known for being a peeping Tom on top of all of that. Like, he's just... He gross. Yeah. He he big gross. He big gross. Um, so... But they actually didn't really have, like, a lot of good evidence. Mm Because also a lot of these crimes are, like, past. Like, they just didn't have a lot of good evidence. But somehow he was still found guilty in 1994. So, like, it was big for them. But it was also kind of, like, they really didn't... I don't buy it. They really didn't, like, have a lot of evidence, like, at all. I... Okay, I don't buy it, and here's why I don't buy it. His his whole thing with killing the guy that his girlfriend was sleeping with was, like, very much a crime of passion. And he got caught for it. Like, he went to jail. Right. Like, it would be a whole different story if he, like, did that and got away with it. Then maybe I could see it, but then he didn't hurt his girlfriend. Like, he hurt the guy, and then whoever this was was just doing way more to the women than to the men yeah if anything i feel like it's normally like the opposite like they want to kill someone they know so they kill a bunch of people who are similar to someone they know until they finally get the balls to kill the person they're actually angry at it rarely starts with like they killed the person they were angry at and then went on to kill a bunch of people that reminded me or reminded me reminded them of that person right like that doesn't make sense really like i said if he hadn't have gotten caught the first time I could see. I it could maybe, maybe buy, but it. still, even that still applies. But then, ev- none of the girls look like his girlfriend, right? Exactly. Like, like this is so. Like, even then, I still don't buy it. Yeah, and like one time, like it was straight up like, man, you know, what I mean? like it wasn't even a girl, right? Or any, you know what I mean? And he didn't even like care enough to like figure that out first. Yeah, and he's clearly not se- not inepotent because he has kids, and he forced his girlfriend to have sex with him right next to the dead so body. like that wouldn't make sense like why would he right like I he don't would just it. sexually assault them he wouldn't like yeah yeah i I, I feel the same way though i did think when i first was reading see the olive branch is what throws it off because like when i was first reading that and i was like okay like maybe he's removing that because he is sexually assaulting them and he doesn't want his dna so he's like straight up like I'm going to take this shit. Like, it's going to be gone. Like, there's no way they can catch my DNA on here. Mm. But then the olive branch doesn't make sense. Because that's not, like, something men do if they can If they can do it themselves. Yeah, if they can do it physically. Like, they're going to do it physically. Why would, like, a lot of times they're not going to use an item. You know what I mean? Like, it, the whole thing is really. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And even. Plus, he wouldn't be as stabby if he could, like, actually do it. Yeah. Exactly. Because like we said earlier, him being stabby is just using that as a... um, Like a replacement. As a conduit to penetrate the body. Why is that the thing that just came out of my mouth? (laughs) So the courts agreed with us and they... Oh, good. uh, (laughs) 
So he was found guilty in 1994, but when it went to appeals court, he was set free in 1996. Okay. So he's still still a trash human. Um, and they did have a little bit of evidence. So basically the only evidence they had was a notepad and a soap dish from Germany that supposedly belonged to the German victims, but they couldn't really like prove. Like yeah. they were just German. So they were like, oh, those must be from those Germans. You know what I mean? Um, they found a buried twenty-two caliber bullet in his vegetable garden. Uh, someone, like a witness, saw a car that looked sort of like his near some of the crime scenes. And that he lived sort of near some of the crime scenes. And that was, like, it. And even the judge, like, straight up said that he thought that the twenty-two caliber bullet they found in his garden might have been put there by police. So they could arrest him. Yeah. So... And he, that and he feels like a cop out. And the judge also said basically kind of like what we said. He was like, "These are the reasons. Like, I don't think he did it." Yeah. And he was like, "The the killer's considered impotent. Like, obviously, he's like the opposite. Like we said, like yeah. he had a wife. He also was sleeping, like cheating on her, and also going to prostitutes. Yeah. And then also like the whole thing with his girlfriend and shit. Yeah. Like and his, his daughter. Clearly, his shit works." And he never stole anything from any of the victims, but like that guy was like well known for being super fucking greedy with money. He fed his family dog food for God's sake. Like he would steal right. their money and their valuables. Right. And he also stole the man's wallet in 1951 when he killed him. Like when he stabbed that guy that oh, was sleeping yeah. with his yeah, girlfriend, yeah, yeah. he stole his wallet. So, so like then, why wouldn't he do that? Yeah. Now. Um, also, he was 60 in 1985 and he had a heart condition. So like he probably couldn't catch a 25 year old sprinter yeah that's not happening and also he was like five seven five eight yeah and the and victim profile is like five ten five, nine, yeah and he also victim had an profile. alibi you knew what i meant i knew the offender profile yeah um and then he had an alibi for the night of the most recent crime oh okay so yeah so obviously like they had a bunch of people who testified that were like yeah, don't think it happened. But it was, like, also weird. Because, like, they had people that were, like, no, definitely couldn't have been this. Like, there's no evidence. But then they also had people testify that they were at the crime scenes. And, like, they were saying that he did do it. Like, the whole thing was very... The cops didn't want to do their yeah. job. So they wanted to make this guy... Like, I don't even want to bother to, like, explain all of it. Because it's so back and forth. And yeah. they basically were just like, yeah, he did it. But then other people were like, no, he didn't. And then when you actually look at the evidence, you're like, yeah, no, he probably didn't. Like, none of that really makes sense. It boils down to that the the cops, it was, a, it was hard. So they just tried to pin it on the guy that made the most sense to them. But to anybody with a fucking brain, it doesn't make sense. And then it didn't really matter at that point. Because then he died of a heart attack in 1998. And they were like, well. Well, that's a bummer. He's, uh, he's dead. Uh, so they really just, like, don't know. Like, they do have a guy in, like, around this time, like, right around when he died, they did have a guy named Giancarlo Lotti who testified that Passiani was involved. And he said he was, like, there. And he said it was, like, him, Passiani, and, like, their other friend, Mario, that would, like, do it. And Mario was, like, the dude with the knife. Okay, but that also doesn't check out because the the killer was a solo. Yeah, and nothing has ever been, sh like, none of the evidence has ever pointed that there was more, 
more than one person there. No, you know what I there's mean? There's nothing to indicate that it would be more than one person. And so, like, he did get arrested because, like, he confessed. And he also confessed to, pull, like, shooting at the camper van that the Germans, like, were killed in. They, like, he didn't shoot them, but he shot, like, at their van. Mm-hmm. So, like, he is arrested, but, like, basically everyone considers the case to still be open. They don't really think any of this is true so what i'm hearing is that we're going to italy kicking in the door of the florence police department and being like give us your fucking evidence we're gonna solve this for you literally (laughs) literally and there's a couple of books that are about like people saying like oh i think it's this person or i think it's that person Mm -hmm. but ultimately no one fucking knows. No, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, yeah, like there's, you know, one guy who wrote a book called The Monster of Florence. What an original name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, he's the one who came up with the name, and he also wrote like three books about this guy. Um, and he's convinced it's someone involved with the three brothers from the beginning. No, stop uh, looking at the brothers. <laughs> Yeah, and also it's, like, because one of their, like, friends or whatever, or people, like, involved with them, like, he had his marriage annulled mm-hmm. because of impotence, and so they were, like, but... Yeah. Eh. It's a weak, weak, weak straw to grasp at. Also, someone thinks that the attorney who defended the Mario guy, who probably did nothing honestly um they think that the attorney defending him is also the killer because people think he's like part of the police i don't the whole thing that's also a very weak straw to grasp at yeah it's it's not great it's not great none of none of the theories are great honestly but uh there's like fucking literally like 10 different theories about different people like it could be and honestly all of them are like bad not <laughs> great like literally one of them fucking uh this professor of criminology which like i am ashamed of you but <laughs> he thinks the killer might be part of a satanic cult why does everybody always th- there is literally nothing to- sorry i know i just got really loud and aggressive no there's nothing that there's points to that at all literally no. nothing to indicate that this is cult like activity in any way shape or form there is no the ritual with the bodies being like killed there is no positioning of the bodies there is no sort of sigils or anything being left behind there's literally nothing to support that this is cult-like activity literally not, not at all the only one that i do feel like it has merit is a. Uh, this guy named Antonio Segnini, he wrote a book called The Truth About the Monster of Florence. Um, and he thinks that that Giancarlo Lotti guy, the one who was like, I was there and saw that other guy who's now dead. I saw him commit the crimes, but I was just kind of oh, like there. the peeping Tom guy. Yeah. So they think what it was is probably like back in 1968 when the first one happened, he probably was like peeping. He saw them get murdered and the people like dropped the gun and left it behind. And he was like, shit. He was like, oh, that should be looking tasty. 
yeah he was like oh he like picked it up and he kept it um and then he like because he like was a social outcast he didn't really have any friends he'd never been with a woman before um he didn't feel important or like recognized but like as the killer obviously like his name is in the paper and everyone's talking about him Mm -hmm. um he's also the right height the right age um he had a lot of like the traits that were listed in the profile like he was a manual laborer he wasn't super smart um and at one point he actually confessed obviously he like confessed you know what i mean like he said he was there yeah and so like that i feel like they thought he's using that kind of like to explain some of the evidence like yeah 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 of course i i, I was there that that's mm-hmm. why you'll find evidence that i was there but but it wasn't just me like i didn't just do you know i was right. i was just kind of there they did everything like i was just being a weirdo yeah so he's like really like trying to like push the blame off of himself and like onto other people so he mm-hmm. can like explain why he was there but like not admit responsibility yeah so i feel like that one is actually like that one's pretty valid yeah like that one i could totally see i'll, b- I'll buy that theory but the other one's not yeah the other one's not not, not so much there's like a lot of about satanic cults and shit like that and it's just it's no. dumb it's a lot of dumb <laughs> it's, it's dumb uh, I think that one's probably the right one. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, but this whole thing is just a giant fucking shit show. So we're going to Italy, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. So we're going to Italy, uh, and we will not sit in cars. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of that meme that my friend sent me when like all of the the BLM stuff was like in the news, uh, where it was like if we defund the police, like who's gonna solve murders? And it was like white women with podcasts <laughs> literally though <laughs> like hi <laughs> i relate so uh yeah i have no bow to tie that up that, that's yeah, just it i, I don't mean, i hate everything about it we don't fucking know but i honestly feel like we don't Giancarlo know carlo is the man but we're gonna go to italy and we're gonna find out <laughs> so uh the monster of florence can be a thing can we can we make a living off of that somehow can you and i just travel places and solve like cold cold cases cold case i actually love cold case too like that used to be one of my favorite shows like Like, i like shit like that a lot that's all i want out of life i want you and i to just travel the world and solve cold cases i'm in somebody pay us (laughs) (laughs) uh so you oh i just remembered before I do the whole you follow us and all the things, you know the drill. Uh, we have a new Patreon. Oh, we do. Uh, that's my friend Chase. Aww. If you listen to this, you're my favorite. Thank you. Thanks, Chase. I literally told him, I was like, hey, do you want me to fuck up your day? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, then subscribe to my Patreon and you could listen to this episode that's going to fuck up your day. And he literally like subscribed like five minutes later he was like oh you have a new episode out bet because <laughs> he listens to him at work but then he told me he was like i'm so glad that i didn't listen to that one at work because like when i was talking about the noodle thing with the spoon he was like i physically gagged out loud he was like i'm so glad i didn't have to explain that to people at work <laughs> he's like i always have to explain to them why i'm like laughing like a psychopath but then i can't because it's always about me saying some uh, one out of, of us some dumb shit, shit. That you do not want to admit to people you are listening to. <laughs> so, uh, I, appre- I appreciate you. Oh my god, I don't remember what I said 
but I was at work and somebody tried to make a reference to a serial killer. And I was like, well, actually, blah, 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 blah. And everybody just kind of looked at me and I was like, I have a true crime podcast. I promise I'm not just saying some real out of pocket shit. Dude, I'm not going to lie. So at work the other day, <laughs> they found um, uh, a needle full of heroin, like a Ooh. syringe full of heroin well, um, in the parking lot. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like, do you think we should call the cops? Like, what do you think it is? And someone was like, do you think it's like insulin? And I was like, insulin is clear. And they're like all going off. And I'm just like, um, got, like, it's it's heroin, guys. And they're like, oh, my God, is it like, how would someone leave that behind? I was like, well, probably accidentally, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> probably not on purpose because it was like full. Oh, it was. And like- they were like, oh, like, that's so expensive. And I was like, I- actually, it's not. I was like, heroin's actually not like it's actually pretty affordable. That's why so many people are addicted to heroin. And that's why people go from opiates, which are very expensive to heroin, because heroin is very, very yeah. cheap compared. And literally, they're all like staring at me and i'm just like <laughs> guys you can drug test me i swear i don't do heroin <laughs> like i was like i swear i don't like i just i i think it's interesting like i think like i've watched a lot of like you know drug documentaries and shit like i think they're interesting yeah so i was just like i swear i swear i'm not okay i swear we're i'm good. not a psycho please leave me alone okay we're gonna uh go back to some warm fuzzies because i forgot that this review existed uh, I never look at any of the reviews. I always miss them. I know you do. So, this is from... This is actually from somebody that I met through, like, a long line of this is this person's friend who's friends with this alien. Right. We're not explaining how I met this person. Um, But he left us a review. And he said, so I came across this podcast after speaking with Sierra. Hi, that's me. Hi, that's <laughs> uh, we spoke about killers and how the human mind works. It was so interesting to listen uh, to a story and have the chance to make a choice most times on what went down. Uh, Morgan and Sierra, both of you do some killer research, but um, uh, to bring this podcast to life, please never change. Thanks, Aww, Joe. Thanks. That's so wholesome. I loved that. Yeah, it's real wholesome uh, until you meet him. <laughs> he i his okay so <laughs> all of his social media i think is under like inked elf because he has I a like it already ton of tattoos i like it already and this man's is five four <laughs> point of reference for all of you who have not heard this conversation before morgan is 511 and i am 510 <laughs> Mm, yeah <laughs> you know the last time i was five four <laughs> when you were like 12 no probably like 10, 10 yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> a really long time oh man uh, it's okay we still love you joe <laughs> i still love you i love people of all shapes and sizes i i don't judge but yeah. it just cracks me up because every now and again he'll try to like get sassy with me and i'm like what are you gonna do you gonna get a step stool you need a whole ladder <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure it's I'm sure a step stool is sure gonna cut it 
Monify was wearing heels at least. Oh, without yeah. heels. Without a he- without heels, a step stool would work. If I'm wearing heels, your day is done for. <laughs> I joke about that at work all the time. I'm like, one of these days, one of these days, guys, I'm gonna wear heels here. And you're gonna see <laughs> the monstrosity. <laughs> I was like, you don't know the power of being like of seven being inches tall. taller than everybody. <laughs> This one girl in my work is like she's so sm- like she's adorable. She's mm-hmm. so small and cute, but I think she's like, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I would guess like five two maybe. Aww. Like she, she's little. She's little. She's super petite and like adorable, but like, oh my god, I can't imagine like me. Like I already tower over her. I feel bad. Like when I talk to her, like I'll like give us distance because I don't want to like, <laughs> like Hulk over her. <laughs> you know, make her like uncomfortable. Because I just feel so large compared to her. Dude, I feel that in my soul. There's like, a fair amount of my coworkers who are like on the little side of life. Right, where you're like, I can look and over I, everyone's head here. <laughs> it cracks me out because like we have um like some of our stuff's like on higher shelves. And I will know that they want me because I'll just hear, tall person. <laughs> yeah. Can you get the cefazolin off of that shelf? yeah i got you i'm not gonna lie kayla literally just did that to me she was like that was the girl i was talking about she was like she just comes in the bedroom she was like hey morgan can you help me real quick and i was like for sure like i'll help you with whatever what do you need she was like can you reach that box (laughs) (laughs) she's like up on the soap so i can't reach the box and i'm just like this one (laughs) like it's just like barely like not even up (laughs) on my toes i'm just like this one (laughs) I had one of my doctors make fun of me too because we were in surgery doing that pio and like I smacked my head on the surgery light. I used to do that at my mom. My mom worked at a <laughs> dentist office or an orthodontist for like a super long time yeah. and I would do that sometimes on the lights that they like bring down. Yeah. Because even back then I was like super fucking tall. <laughs> yeah, oh, I smacked God. my head on it and he was like, yeah, how'd that feel? It feels like whoever designed this surgery suite did not think of tall people. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I go in people's houses and I'm like, "Was this, was this made for hobbits? Like you, (laughs) you live here? (laughs) Yes. Like, oh my god. Like if I feel short in a place, or I mean, I feel like you know, like I feel like the ceilings are short in a place. Like you know, it's bad because like. I'm not that tall. Right. Like, like you're tall, but you're not like. Right, like you don't have anyone over six foot in your house. <laughs> like you have six foot ceilings. Like, dude, it makes me so happy that our ceilings are like decent. I would say like eight, probably at least seven, yeah. seven or eight, somewhere in between there. They don't make me feel claustrophobic. claustrophobic. <laughs> Honestly, if they were like a foot shorter, like if they like ended where that thing ended, yeah, I would be uncomfortable. I would cry. I would feel like I was in a tight box, and I don't like it. <laughs> a glass box of emotions. <laughs> in a glass box of emotions. We got really sidetracked. Anyway, follow us on all of the shits. All of the shits. <laughs> all of the shits. Uh, uh, you know, my brain is stay not spooky, a thing. but not not so spooky that y'all keep having sex in cars when there's somebody targeting people having sex in cars literally from 1968 to like 1985 like that's a long time like stop 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 not that spooky don't be that spooky also stop it 
stay spooky but not so spooky that you're murdering people for having sex in cars yeah that's spooky your, your complex is showing <laughs> i'll say to you what i say to every man who revs his yee yee truck <laughs> or motorcycle it's okay it's okay to have a small dick we know we know you don't have to tell us so loud <laughs> that just broke me (laughs) i need a nap (laughs) so uh, yeah our instagram is bitches and murders podcast our twitter is and murders facebook everything else basically that exists is bitches and murders podcast (laughs) and we have a facebook group bitches and murders facebook group and if you love us as much as we love you which is a whole heck of a lot you can follow us on Patreon, where we have bonus episodes, drawings, Discord server, where you can talk to us. We're pretty fucking cool. What can I say? <laughs> and uh, there's some shit there. There's, uh, we read some stories. Uh, there's kind of a whole amalgamation of things going over there. Yeah, and, people uh, were like all about us reading horror stories. So there's some, and I'm not mad at it. On there. I'm also writing a horror story right now, and I have wrote <laughs> several in the past. So if you ever want me to read that shit, <laughs> I forgot and ruin your fucking day. Uh, <laughs> let me just let me just paint the scene. Okay, so I had worked from noon until twelve thirty. And she texts me while I'm at work. And she's like, you want to see something horrifying? Literally always. And she goes, so last night I got high. And this morning I got a reminder that I wrote a horror story idea down. So in the uh, middle of the night, it was like 2 a.m. Here's what I woke up to. (laughs) And she sends me a screenshot that says, Horror story about a lady whose body starts rejecting her bones. And I was just like, dude, why? Like, think think about, like, when your body rejects, like, a belly button piercing, but your bones. I already started writing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. It's horrifying, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> fucking hate it. And I have to write about it. It must exist in someone else's memory that is not just it's not just mine. I can't carry this burden alone. And on that note, <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap and hope to God that sweet dreams <laughs> that does not crawl up in my brain.